Hello everyone, this is Ashley again with Bruhas Blunts and everything in between. If you have not already, um, go ahead and listen to Soft Girl Arrow. I just put that out. Um, in that episode, I talk about um, kind of where it is that originated, what it is exactly that it means, um, what it means living in your soft girl era what all that comes with and you know all those type of things but you know me um that episode wasn't enough after I got done recording after I got done recording that episode I felt compelled to um do a part two to that but this one is soft girl era part two being the strong friend now if you um if you listen to soft girl era one of the things exactly that I um, spoke on was just how a lot of black women have to be um, hyper-masculine to get things done in their life or just the fact that there's always so much weight for, there's always so much weight for us to bear. Y'all give me a moment if I'm like, seem like I'm pausing or stumbling, I'm just getting my thoughts together because I didn't fully I didn't take notes when I got this download I just wrote it in my um notes that this was what I wanted to really speak on so what it exactly means with living in your soft girl era and breaking out of being a strong friend now one thing that I've been noticing here lately on Facebook and I've observed with friends and friendships that it is that I've had is and just kind of like this has been like a theme lately do not pour into other people when you are half full I repeat do not pour into other people when you are half full now all my life I've always been a giver some I'm pretty sure somebody's therapist could argue that it was people pleasing um what's the what's that word fear of abandonment you know all those spicy things all those little spicy words but I've just naturally been a giver I've always wanted to help people and be there for one but I always realized it got to a point where I never got that same thing in return I started to um one day I looked I just kind of looked back and I realized I always to an extent got some form of support from friends but I always realized the biggest thing that I needed was emotional support now some some could probably argue that stemmed from my childhood because sometimes when you've dealt with or you're dealing with a parent that isn't in I won't say they aren't they are not in the proper space or have the proper means to be emotionally available to their child the way that it is that they need to be so um that's kind of what it is that I noticed um I wasn't really getting from my friends like not to say this is ever not to say that this went for everybody but I realized I 
craved that emotional availability in my friendships as any girl should whether it be you know romantic or platonic but then it got to a point where I realized some of my friendships were consisting of my friends not knowing their love languages and if you if you keep up with me with readings that I do channel messages and all that stuff one of the things that I spoke on was sometimes people will love you in their love language now let me repeat that let me repeat that sometimes people will love you in their love language and one of the things that I've learned is they do this out of fear that their love language won't be met now for me my love languages um my top two are uh I want to say I know off bat words of affirmation um I wouldn't so much say I look for validation from my friends but I would say those that I am friends with I value their opinion like I love the words of encouragement and then I want to say second is quality time whether that be um whether the quality what does the quality time be with them in person or even like FaceTime dates um conversations on the phone getting together like that's just me and I'm very vocal about this to my friends and this I feel like the issue is some friends they go so some friends will go so long not being verbal and direct about what their love language is to ensure that that's being met in a friendship that when you say it they they try to deem you as being clingy they try to deem you as being needy but in the same sentence they will love you in their love language like I've had friends that have did stuff for me back to back to back to back when I'm just like I really do appreciate that but that's I didn't tell you to do that and that made me genuinely too like kind of off topic that made me understand why sometimes men do what they say what they say to women it's the logic in it the women will do all this stuff won't even be their girlfriend women will go out of their way break their back do a backflip somersault cartwheel just to give the man an impression that she is girlfriend material that she's wife material and when she does not get the desired outcome that she's looking for he's like I literally didn't ask you any you to do any of that and that was the one thing I noticed like even with certain family members um certain family members would or friends would be like I did this for you I did that but a lot of the stuff that they did was in like a monetary sense and I'm like babe I didn't ask you to do any of that I said when it comes to supporting me when it comes to supporting my dreams and my business I said I appreciate you liking my posts, sharing on them, commenting them. If you buy something from me as a friend, that's amazing. And I absolutely appreciate you for that. But the issue where this played into, where this came into play for me is so many people, so many friendships expected me to be the strong friend. 
that like kind of like how I was saying in soft girl era part one that episode I said it's kind of like that meme your hand is coming from out of water there's no head no nothing you're trying to let somebody know that you're drowning and you need help and instead of them reaching out to help you they give you a high five tell you you're doing a great job and there's nothing wrong and for the longest people would say that I'm all like in some instances I'm too sensitive now I do know that I have a tendency to you know get in my head sometimes and I'll stay there because people don't know people aren't always too keen to my opinions because they're very challenging so to speak my opinions are very challenging they challenge people's beliefs they challenge the paradigm they challenge what's been embedded in people's heads for what I'm 28 years old they challenge what's been embedded in people's heads for 28 plus years and you know it got to the point people like oh you're being too sensitive you're this and you're that and eventually I started to take what people said about me and I internalized that and I it got to the point that I was dismissive of my own needs it got to a point where I was actively seeking validation when like with my friends it wasn't even so much me pushing my love language on them if my friends were doing a good job I'd be like look you're doing an amazing job you're doing what you can with what it is that you know because I know sometimes just like me some people can form a inner monologue in their head and they will run with it and sometimes you need that outside force to kind of be like on some white chicks like move bitch like no we're not doing this 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 is not what we're doing today you are beautiful you are amazing and telling your friend those things because that's that's a general thing with your friends like you're supposed to hype your friends up whenever your friends are in these dark places sometimes I'm not all the time sometimes being there to be able to help pull them out and you know it just it got to a point with me doing these it kind of really got to a point with me doing these things that my friends just made this assumption I didn't need help my friends made this they created this image of me and when circumstances broke this image that they created of me it was kind of like some people really started to distance themselves and it wasn't even so much like it was a hostile thing it was because they realized they could no longer come to me with their problems they realized that I need help just as much as you do I've been drowning just as long as you have and the biggest thing the biggest thing like I said in the intro of my podcast we do not do toxic positivity over here I don't do that toxic positivity shit with my friends now I may have done it in the past and I did not know the technical name for it or I did that because I thought that's what you were supposed to do to help your friends you're supposed to give them words of encouragement but I realized I needed to give people I needed to give people what it is that I needed as well I needed somebody to tell me I needed somebody to tell me to honor all of my emotions 
to not just not just honor the good ones. I needed somebody to tell me it's okay for you to be angry. As a black woman, as a black woman, I needed somebody to tell me it's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be depressed. It's okay for you to be fighting X, Y, and Z battles. Just know that you're seen and I hear you. And if if that person is in the space, how can I help you? Is there anything that you, is there anything that you need from me? That was something as a friend, and I'm pretty sure many black women can speak to this. That was something that I needed. I didn't want, it, it's gotten to a point, I didn't want to be someone else's soundboard. I did not want to be the strong friend that is there for all their friends. Cause it's like, baby, I'm hurting just like you. <laughs> I'm hurting just like you. And I need help just like you as well. And it just kind of made me realize sometimes being a strong friend is something that people put on you when they don't want to accept that their quote unquote lifeline is being cut. That security blanket is being ripped off. Like, no, you got to face this shit on your own, just like I've been having to do. And I think too, that's why for me as a, um, as a, I don't know, I don't like to call myself so much a healer. I like to say that I aid in healing, but you know, for aesthetic purposes, I'll say with me being a healer, that's something and just, I feel like this is a stereotype as healers that gets misconstrued that we are all automatically strong when we fight battles. A lot of people don't even know about. And even too, especially like when you really, when you like, when you step into this heat, when you step into this healing journey, when you step into the spiritual journey, both of them combined. Some people are living separate ones. There is a healing journey and there is a spiritual journey. The healing journey is to just heal and break through trauma. A spiritual journey is when you're healing and breaking through trauma and you are literally connected to the ethers. Like mercury and retrograde for some for somebody that's on a healing journey could affect their mood slightly it could affect their electronics it could affect their daily commute to work you know all those different type of things where somebody on their spiritual journey it affects all that it affects their mood it seems like shit's happening back to back to back to test you but this is also something that I wanted to throw out there I'm not going to dive too far into this but I have an etymology dictionary on my phone and one of the things that I love to do is see what's the root word of a meeting. And I'm like, people, I'm like, one day I thought about it. I said, what the fuck does retrograde even mean? And when I looked it up, hold on, let me actually go to it. Cause I'm pretty sure it's in my history. Retrograde. Retrograde says appearing to move in the sky, contrary to the usual direction, going back or moving backwards 
so it's like mercury retrograde will literally make you feel like you're being taken back to a place that you've already been before it's almost kind of like deja vu 5.0 except you're like literally living it out so just kind of staying on track there you know being on that spiritual journey you're dealing with all that you're dealing with this is trying of this this is opposing this this is conjuncting this and it's it's it gets even spicier if it's in your big three for those that aren't aware your big three is your sun moon and rising um if you look up online astrology calculator if you have your birth time and city state all that stuff you can learn about that a little bit more in depth it'll shock the shit out of you i've i've known about my chart for what 1819 I've known about my chart for like about three years now and I still be getting shocked but even to speaking in my chart that's one of the things that I had to learn about myself I have quite I have a couple I want to say like three or four possibly maybe three Sagittarius placements my moon is in Sagittarius and one of the biggest things that I learned with I don't know what house it's in that Sagittarius is in in my chart is Sagittarius is supposed to help people but it's never supposed to be to a point where it becomes a debt to them like it puts you in the negative kind of how I spoke in the beginning about your cup is supposed to overflow and what people get is the remnants of that and I feel like even too for strong friends like we always think like we're wanting to help everybody want to be there for everybody but then we're wondering why we're living in a state of suffering why are we living in a constant why exactly are we living in a constant state of misery and it's because we've been as the strong friend you have been pouring into everyone else's cup for so long and now it's getting to the point where at first when Saturn retrograde started I was very nervous because Big Daddy Saturn don't play like Big Daddy Saturn be out here like Mr. Biggs with his cane and his cigar like he Saturn does not play especially because for those that aren't familiar with astrology Saturn rules boundaries it rules limitations it also rules karma both good and bad and I want to say the Saturn retrograde is in Aquarius right now. And I have Aquarius in my second house. Your second house rules your physical world, your resources, your finances. And the second house is also ruled by Taurus. So I wouldn't even say so much this Saturn retrograde has been kicking me in the ass. If anything, it has forced me to be more mindful of protecting my energy it has forced me to be mindful of being an over giver and start to be realistic about where my cup is i would definitely say right now i can't even say that my cup is halfway full my cup is like a quarter of the way full so i have been very mindful about who it is that i'm giving my energy to what I am giving my energy to because you know you know if you know you know energy is currency so being mindful of where that's going and then even too I recently um I recently got an eye reading done the woman's name her name is Jasmine but the name of her business is Royal Natural Healing um check her out on Facebook she's amazing she did an eye reading 
for my son and I. The eye reading is pretty much tells you like any medical issues that you may have, things that you may be um, dealing with, things you may have dealt with in the past, um, current issues that you may be dealing with in your body that your um, doctor, I can't say your doctor's not picking up, your doctor's not looking further into. And there was something, there was something that it was that she she said about that. It correlated with what I was going to say. Y'all know sometimes I get off topic. But I want to say it has something to do with what I was mentioning about your cup. Your cup being half full. I don't know. It'll come back to me. But just realizing you can't always be so willing to or being quick to give to other people that's what it is I was gonna say I knew if I kept talking it would come back how I was saying about going about protecting your peace now um with that with the whole thing with protecting your peace when I was younger that's what I was going to when I was younger in high school people always called me like they're like you're stuck up you think you're better than everybody Ashley why are you always so quiet and I realized like aside from the daily the the usual stuff girls go through in high school I was always quick to observe I was always quick to observe people that's why I was silent for so long because it helped me to see people's true colors and who was really there for me and who was who was really just using me and that was something that came up in my eye reading as like a sidebar because she's also a doula she's a herbalist and highly intuitive and she was just like talking about the need for me with protecting my energy and even as of lately um one of the things that I do is uh one of the things that I do is rituals I do rituals or I did a recent one called crown up um the details are on my Facebook my Facebook is Jasmine Lee or you can find it on my Facebook um page my um business page Brujas Blunt and everything in between LLC I have the details for that that I have coming up as of now but one of the things that I noticed was just the clarity with things that I was getting and it made me realize like damn I really haven't been stuck up it's just been me being mindful and protective of my energy it's kind of like how they say it's kind of like how they say with shadow work when you balance out your shadow side from your light side you realized your shadow side was never the issue it's it's the fact that in certain instances it became it became excessive what was you being protected now turned into a fear of the unknown so instead of it being helpful it became it became more of a hindrance so to speak but all of that just kind of really speaks into the whole thing with being you know being the strong friend what exactly what exactly that comes with and how it can affect somebody mentally and that's why I say like sometimes this is exactly why I recently spoke on 
like self-help books because the biggest thing that I hate in the spiritual community or that people say, and I understand it's them setting their boundaries, but the biggest thing that I hate is when people say you need to stop using your friends as X, Y, and Z. You need to see a therapist, baby. Therapy is just as available as healthcare. Therapy is about as just as available and affordable as healthcare. So it's kind of like one of the biggest things that I've been doing lately is I've really been working on being less criticizing towards people and providing more resources. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to criticize for you, but here's a resource that I have available. If you want to utilize it, utilize it. If you don't, hell, don't. That's on you. That falls on you. But even just like as of lately, like one of the books that I'm reading and I finally, finally was able to start getting through it. It's called um, The Journey, A Roadmap for Self-Healing After Narcissistic Abuse. And I'm just like, nobody's going to help me heal from this. I'm like, I don't currently have the funds to be able to see a therapist. So let me read this book. When I started this book, um, I was on page 18. I could not get past page 18 because I was not in a place in my life that I was ready to accept that and get any further. Now I'm on page 136. I'm probably like about 40 pages away from being done. But that that book is also a good book. Um, Another thing, um, another good like self-help book in a way, uh, The Five Love Languages. I can't think of what the name of the author is. I don't have the book. I don't have the book by me. And the author of The Five Love Languages also has a book out called The Five Languages of Apology. Like what type of person you are when it comes to accountability. So if you're, if this, if this is podcast is something, you know, that resonated with you and you are trying to get back to self, you're trying to start pouring into yourself. You're trying to take your power back. Those are three books I'd highly recommend. I have not fully started the five love languages, but I've done a lot of research on it. Um, you can also, if you aren't aware of your love languages, you can type up, go to Google and type up love languages calculator and it'll come up for you. Um, if you are getting to a point in your life where you're wanting to take accountability for your healing and the role people play in your life and those boundaries, the five languages of apology is really good. I want to say they also have a calculator to see what type of apology do you prefer because some people are just they okay with verbal but they don't they're not like okay well what are you sorry for why are you sorry for for it and what changes are you gonna make believe it or not there's actually apology languages I was shocked myself and I want to say to that book all three of those books that I mentioned you can um order on Amazon and then to the book about the narcissistic healing abuse there is a girl that I recently there's a girl that I recently met her name is Jennifer Thompson she has a she has a podcast as well I'm trying to see I'm trying to see if I can find it I know I recently 
I recently favorited on here the name of the name of her podcast is Expo Narcos 52 and she talks a lot about healing from narcissistic abuse and this this doesn't even so much just do this doesn't even equate to romantic partners it can be family it can be friends in your life it can be bosses that you have so those are just some resources you know that I want to provide for you guys for those that are the strong friend of their group what ways that you can help yourself before helping other people but I did say I wanted to um do something a little bit different you know I'm not sure if this has ever been done in a podcast but hey let's let's be the first to start it out I said I wanted to do a self-care card pull for the strong friend collective and just to see what self-care what self-care can you offer yourself right now so the first thing is spending time with spending time with friends funny how I mentioned um my love language being quality time so set up a phone call date with a friend set up a FaceTime date with a friend get lunch with a friend and just you know sit talk chat it up catch each other up on things the next thing you can do is ground yourself you cannot be of service to yourself if you are living in a state of chaos and I say that because apparently red flags look like six flags to me so working on grounding yourself whether that's hugging a tree whether that's walking in the grass me personally I have a sensory issue so walking in the grass is a no-go I love to sit on the pools like sit by the side of the pool and I put my feet in the water just even going swimming grounding doesn't always have to be necessarily grass or dirt it's anything that is of the earth it's anything that is connected to the earth even sitting up and sunbathing that is a good way to really cleanse and to help ground yourself and I'm gonna pull one more card here to see what does this strong friend collective need to do for herself mm. oh and like six cards fell out so if you one of those um little miss i got a crystal for everything connect with crystals fell out um sweet treat and it's crazy i have been channeling that for somebody look into your community and see who sells like cupcakes and cakes and all this stuff support your local businesses journaling if you feel like you have friends that are not understanding where you're coming from but you want to get out of your head writing your thoughts taking the time out to clear your space clean your space fellow as well especially since we just moved into a new month new month clean your space you know fluctuation stuff up a little bit to really free all of that stagnant energy that may have been in your home look at the stars so there goes that whole alignment thing how I said look at your birth chart really get to know yourself on a deeper level before you continue try to help everyone else getting to know their self and the last card was spending a long time so that is what spirit wants you to do and then at the bottom of the deck was energy work so reiki um sound bowls meditation anything that helps to retransform your energy but thank you so much for listening um like i said if you have not already go back and listen to the soft girl era part one 
and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Alrighty, bye.